podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Saw a friend of mine recently, and he said he's been possessed by an owl. Uh, you know him, actually, Lawrence. I do? You know him, actually, Lawrence. Do I? Say who? <laughs> Say who? Hey. Oh, my God, you've got it, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that you needed three attempts to get him to say who. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the uh, the Lawrence interaction jokes are going to die there. Don't think we'll do them again. <laughs> oh, he's he's gone though. In my head, that was going to be a really funny joke if it said who. Um, I'm really sorry. No, no, it's all right. I mean, you did try twice to interact. I'm sorry. Can't no. help but feel the interaction portions probably cost it a few months. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm no expert here, but I don't want to get involved, yeah. Nate. I just want to enjoy the entertainment. <laughs> it's like I don't like going to a comedy show and sitting in the front row in case I get picked on. Don't don't start saying I'm a comedy show because <laughs> it'll go straight to my head. It'll go straight to my head. Not with jokes like that, you're not. <laughs> no, true. No, come on, Lawrence, hit me, hit me with it. Six. Okay, better than I was expecting. I, th- I thought we were going to really hit hit low depths there. No, I kind of had some uncontrollable laughter towards the end, so I've got to kind of score, yeah. give it a couple of Fundamentally, points. very good joke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But just execution-wise, was probably a one. Uh, but content of the joke, I'd say it's probably like an eight or nine. I mean, I'm, I'm giving myself marks wow. here. See, this is, I mean, this is the dangerous territory. Highly, Nate. This is the dangerous territory that you've, you've set me off in. I'd be um, going with, I think it was a, a potential eight joke. Because of the interaction, if it had gone well. But yeah, the execution was more a four. Because you still got him to laugh. And it yeah, wasn't true. really your fault, Nate. So the execution actually failed on Lawrence's side. But then he didn't know. He didn't know what you wanted. So, true. all right. Six, Hang on. Six, so that levels out of six, right. Medus. That means you agree. Yes, that works. Yeah, I do. Rarely are we in agreement. No. We better I'll get started that. before you say anything else, Nate. Welcome to the Pad Hoc, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lance Bresso, F1 correspondent and presenter. And I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN. Give us your job title, Nate. Come on. I work for ES- I, I am from ESPN. I'm like a Brazilian <laughs> football player. I just have Born one... and raised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a Brazilian football player. I just have one name. That's it. From ESPN. <laughs> what is your job title, I am, Nate? I am associate editor at Formula One. But I can't follow no, you not. guys, can I? Yeah, I've got Lawrence not, Bretto, a... Emperor of the World. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Madland, who does every job. And then there's me. I like that you've just called yourself Associate Editor at Formula One. Of Formula One. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I, you've just you've just moved into Bretto's office. I, sorry, I've, sorry for Formula One at ESPN. I'd have you, uh, mate. You, you can come join Formula One anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Meadows kind of already sort of... Medders already kind of does work for us. I mean, we may as well have you all join the pie. There's I no do Bretter's bits that, yeah, I do the bits that Bretter doesn't want to do anymore because he's so big time and talent on screen. So there's got to be more that he needs to drop, Nate, that you can do too. <laughs> um, someone's got to carry his shoes. So <laughs> I could happily, I mean, I'd be quite a good shoe carrier, I think. I reckon so. But I was going to say, shoes, before we actually get into the episode, shoes, Bretto. Yeah. You've got some special ones for Miami, have you not? 
I have got some special ones from Miami. Miami Dolphin inspired ones. Should I go get them? Or is that going to kind of not really work? Oh, you've got I'm, them in I'm, person? Yeah, they've arrived. Would you like to see I mean, them? Oh, can, yeah. Go, go get them off. On the, on the Facebook chat. We will chat. screenshot. Yeah. Nice. Oh, is... What have you got? What 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 dolphin attire are you going to bring with you? Matters. I've actually got a Miami Heat um, City Edition that's like Miami Vice style t-shirt. Nice. Um, from when Chris Paul was there. So it's a CP3 one. Um, so I might bring that with me, but I'll basically bring all my Cubs stash. You know yeah, me. I'm going to bring all my Buccaneers stash. Same same state. Yeah, that counts. Different team. Different sure, city. Yeah, sure they'll love to see that. Oh, he's back. So funny story. Get ready. So yeah. I'm sat in my study at the moment, and behind the bookshelf that Meadows and Nate can see is just a shoe rack that goes the entire length of this bookcase. And it tells you how many shoes I've got. I couldn't actually immediately spot where these shoes were on the rack. That's why I took That bookcase is about 18 yards long. <laughs> so that yeah. is a big shoe rack. Yeah. It's half the size of a modern Formula One car. Um, <laughs> right? yeah. Are you ready? It's a joke. That's, a, that's, a, that's a joke, everyone, about cars getting bigger for this season. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, my God, everyone, look. <laughs> 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 I mean, this is the kind of this is this, this is terrible. This is wow. They do look very cool. So I'm going to describe what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a pair of shoes with a Nike tick, Miami written on the side. You got the the Nike tick is is orange yes. with a palm tree at the back. That's yeah, that's, that's nice. And a, and a yacht? Uh, no, not a yacht. Speedboat on speedboat, one side. Yeah, that's, those are really great. So who who made these for you, mate? Um, so I'm very lucky that I've got a chap um, called Michelle. Um, he has a company called Maison Marone, as you can see on the Laces voice. Um, it's a very nice. cool brand. Um, he just got in touch on Instagram and said, I'd love to paint you some shoes. And it, what I quite like about these ones is they've got my initials on, which are quite oh, wow. Wow. And where you need to raise it for me to see. We are going to put these screenshots on oh, Twitter, nice. by the way, so that people can actually see these. That is actually really cool. Like, really so, stylized L with the B. It was really nice, and we just had a chat on the phone, and he was like, so what would you like? And I was like, well, Miami Dolphin colours would be cool. Um, and then just some things that kind of remind me of Miami. So boats, um, you know, nice. like the marina that the Miami racetrack will have that is in the marina. Um, yep. Palm the one, Well, that, I don't know if you know, but that actually is there 20, uh, 24-7, 12 months of the year in that car park. <laughs> and actually, Miami Miami was built around that small harbour. Um <laughs> It's really impressive. I'm, I'm amazed. I'm glad they've got that feature in the uh, in the race venue. I personally think it's great. It's a great idea. I don't. I don't. I, I don't, don't hate it as much as everyone does. No. Like, why does everyone I think hate if, it? I think there's a funny thing going on where people are like complaining it's a car park race, and then they're also complaining that Miami have put in something to dip, like make it look not like a car park race. It's like, well, if you don't want it to be a car park race, like it it is one. <laughs> like it is literally a race around a car park. So. They're trying to make it look a bit different. I'm not I'm disagree not with that. that as well. It's they've ripped up a car park and built a racetrack. Yeah, so it's not a race around a car park. That was just still, the flatland that they used. Yeah, it's still a race around. It's a ra race around a a football stadium using the area that they usually park cars in. But I mean, it's, they used to. It's, they can't repark them anymore. They've ripped it up and built a racetrack. Yeah, true. I believe. Like, I thought that they could go back and park during the season. Not with boats there. Oh, There's a marina there now. Yeah, yeah, but they put they. I think they dry. They put some dry stuff over it. I don't know. They do. Something is that weird. is that actually going to be water? Because it looks very much like it wasn't. So I think it's like water. That, I wondered whether it would be water. That they. It's like a swimming pool, maybe, and they've just put the the boats on bases, and then they just fill up with fill it up with water, and they could drain it, couldn't they? 
When, so I thought that originally, race. but then this photo that's doing around that, like you say, a lot of people are taking the piss out of where it's empty and they're building it and they're putting the boats in. There's just kind of like an open section that goes to one of the barriers that then goes to like a, a gap in the barrier to push cars through if they retire. And I'm like, the water's just going to spill out onto the track. That's not going to work. But that makes so... an automatic wet race. That's what that's going to be the great gimmick of Miami. So I've got, I've got, which a pitch we might get anyway for next year's race. That I think would would look better. I'm going to call it. We've got a track. They don't need a pitch. So, you seven. You, you get seven for that, Meadows. I like that. Winning. Well, that beats my joke. Unbelievable. That's outrageous. Right, I'm, I'm quitting after this pod. I'm done. Um, so Tom Garfinkel, who's the head of the race, if you're listening to this, why wouldn't he be? Gator tunnel, right? So what you have is a giant gator mouth, which is the tunnel, like the like the Monaco tunnel. You want it to be mm-hmm. you want it to be cool. You go into the gator tunnel, but there's no TV cameras allowed in there. There's two corners where they go through the gator. It's like who's going to come out of the gator in the lead? And nobody knows. And then they come out of the tail. It's like it's Hamilton or it's Russell. Imagine the drama of that. So like, the I drama of that is that Mercedes improved rapidly. <laughs> yeah, that's because the gator ate everyone else. Red Bull eaten. Science gobbled up. <laughs> the clerk, nobody knows. <laughs> Russell was probably ahead of Hamilton. Am I right? He got gobbled up as well. So Hamilton leads now, thanks to the Gator. Wow. No one knows what's in the Gator either. You're not like the FIA is not allowed in there. It's just a big tunnel, obstacles, and you have to go through it what 58 times a race. But but being Miami and this event and the way it is working, five select VIPs are allowed in there for about half a million dollars each. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just got one of the like JJ Watts in there, just kicking a car every time it comes. <laughs> he will be there, and he would. Yeah, he'd probably win that as well. Um, yeah. So JJ Watts going to come out in the lead. Yeah, I'm not saying I should design an F1 racetrack, but I absolutely should design an F1 racetrack in America. I'm with I'm with Nate on that. Gator Tunnel. So I think at some point, Nate, you should do that for the Pad Hoc listeners. I think you should spend some time designing your own racetrack, uh, and then we'll put it on our Facebook page and our social channels. Okay. Sketch it out. I'll make it out of paper mache, like they used to do at school. <laughs> I made thunder. I made the Thunderbird Island out of paper mache. I remember that was oh, the greatest thing I ever made that. at school. I loved it. Paper Absolutely mache loved. was the best. It used to sit in the in the airing cupboard for ages, and then you'd keep going back, and your mum would be like, "No, no, no, not allowed. Yet. Not allowed to look yet. It's not quite set." <laughs> Brilliant days. Well, uh, on that note, <laughs> I am going to read a review that someone before someone deletes it um because it's come from archie who uh, is in the uk and contacted me to say i did this review and it's appeared on apple podcasts under a weird set of letters f y y j b d d s and they're like that's not me it was f u c k o it will be now um because the title is a five-star review so thank you very much archie oh, but it says it. surpasses the top tier which i know archie is going to want to retract having heard the start of this episode <laughs> but um says i came across the pod around preseason testing time and it has instantly shot to the top of my weekly listening rounds the light-hearted tone is ideal definitely doing that today uh, and is well balanced with plenty of insight definitely not doing that today uh, <laughs> as someone who aspires towards a career in sports journalism i'm currently 16 years old and will be 17 by the next episode happy birthday oh, Archie. Oh, happy whenever birthday. That was. this was six days ago archie sent this so um I hope you did not have any drinks for your birthday. You're only 17, Archie. Uh, the last episode was of particular interest with all the insight given, even if Nate was in a car. Great work, guys. <laughs> well, there's no insight here now. We've got a gator tunnel and... Paper mache. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but at least I'm not in a car this time and I can hear and... you guys speaking. Yeah. I maybe, hear you. Maybe, maybe that's a bonus. And we're getting to see Barretto's shoes and nobody else is. So, I mean, insight. Incredible Welcome. content. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, but no, thanks, it's... Archie. That was that was nice. That was a very nice review. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And talking about reviews, uh, is it time? Here he is. What a segue! <laughs> Beautiful segue. Segue. That should be our new sponsor. If you've only got one minute to spare, wanna know who finished when and where? Sit back, relax, cause we got you here. It's Nate with the sixty-second review. Buongiorno, come stai? Bene, grazie. Etu, si molto bene. Hello, welcome to my review of the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix in Italy. Uh, that's a country shaped like a boot. Fun fact for you there, one that you're more than welcome to share with your friends at the next possible convenience. Here we go, my review of the race. First position, Max Verstappen. Second position, Sergio Perez. Third position, Landon... It was a bit of a bad race, wasn't it? Let's be honest. No one wants to hear a review of the race in the traditional way, so what I did instead was I wrote a little poem. A little poem just to talk about the race. And really just to showcase my skills as a budding poet. And so here we go. This is called uh, Imola by Nate Saunders, 32. And single, if there's any poetry fans listening. Fine, if not. Uh, here we go. <coughs> me, me, me. Ferrari bad. Hamilton sad. Wow, Mercedes. Aren't you glad you had Russell in the car? Bottas, it used to be. Now a top 10 finish, he guarantee. Red Bull gives you wings. And then there's Norris doing podium things. Stroll was there. A points finish with Vettel did he share. Ricardo spun signs. He's also just started making wines. And then there's Yuki. Give that man a kooky, because nothing rhymes with Sonoda. There's actually about five seconds left, so I'm just going to fill it with, you know, just kind of random chat. Um, Italy. Italia. European Peninsula. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot I did that bit at the end. That is incredible work, Nate. I think that might be your finest review ever. Um, (laughs) Linking in, nothing rhymes with Sonoda. That's a... Flashback. Yeah, that is a callback to a previous episode, which is called that, isn't it? It's exactly. That, that episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd really, I don't know where to go from there. I think that's <laughs> like, your think... finest work ever, Nate. Like, yeah. Ever. Oh, wow. Thanks very much. That's, that's, that's big. I'm glad we came, we, we kind of moved on from the owl debacle earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and followed up with that. Oh, yeah, that's that was some of your worst work ever. Maybe yeah. you need to just intro episodes going forward with a poem, Nate. Maybe I do. I do think poems are kind of the way to go. I think the sixty-second review, like it, did need a bit of a shake-up. So I'll do something a bit different every time. Um, not poems every time, but it'll be like that. Maybe. I like that it. was strong. If if people yeah. like Although, it, then let us know on our social channels at the Padlock. Although when I when it said when I said the bit about the race being a bit boring, you seemed to shake your head, Lawrence, in uh, consternation at that. I quite enjoyed it. The race was a bit boring. I thought the sprint was fun. Like every race uh, can't be brilliant, right? And I just felt like no, no, there was no, enough it wasn't, going on. Wasn't there was enough going on that I thought, mm, yeah. Yeah, wasn't a criticism. I enjoyed it still. But it was just a bit it was just a bit dull, wasn't it? You know, other than all the things that happened actually <laughs> in it <laughs> that I then suddenly started to realise as I did the poem. Um, Is this just because you were exhausted, Nate? Because it was, of course, 20 years since you'd last been to Ibla, yeah. and you were just so excited for the whole time that you were there. And you got I'd to race holding day, my and you breath. were just like, oh. And Lawrence kindly took a picture of me, which is currently absolutely <laughs> doing numbers on my Instagram. Um, of a comparison between 20... And we have worked out. I have to retract, actually. It was in 2004. So me and my dad basically have the worst memory of any human beings alive, I think. So we went to Imola in 2002, Monza in 2004, and then Monza in 2006, right? So last time I said it was Imola 2004. So... I found the photo. Yeah, he said doing absolute numbers. I've interrupted him, but... Uh, I mean, sorry, numbers for me, not in, not in, you know, for Medland or Lawrence numbers. At Nate Saunders F1, for anyone who wants to find him on the Instagram, 212 likes. Wow. Boom. 
that's loads. That is a lot for me, actually. It's uh, more than 137 you had for you and Stuart Morrison, the house PR, PR looking like you are <laughs> oh, yeah. at, like kind of scolding Kevin, Kevin Magnuson. Yeah, like you're both disappointed in him. Why do you have hair, Kevin? <laughs> I mean, yes, you are both bald. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're both very bald in that. Um, actually, somebody did say um, to me, it looked like two detectives. Two bald, they had to mention two bald detectives. I was like, I, yeah, I get that. Oh. Like interrogating, <laughs> interrogating a young cr- criminal for like you know doing something. Um, so yeah, mate, do you still have that flag from from? Back I do somewhere at home. It, it's in the garage, the red passion one. So I had this big for people listening and not able to see with their eyes what we're doing, which um, is everyone, which is everyone else. Um, there was this big, it was this big flag that I got there in Imola, and it just said red passion on it, and it had like a really kind of badly drawn Ferrari on there um and yeah i still have it somewhere in fact that that was hanging on my wall for about four years after that um are you wearing then, yeah. a decra sponsored michael schumacher hat as well like red and yeah, gold yeah yeah or is it a, the, is that like it's a not the red and, it's not the red gold red and gold one but it was a it was a, a schumacher hat um i'm trying to remember i had two of them you'll I'm never remember, remember. If this no, story told us anything, you will never remember. <laughs> I had two of them back then. Then I then I got another one for, um, that was the one that had the long German sponsor on it. I can't remember the name. Oh yeah, Yeah, One of them was that, but that is a Decra one. So one of them I had two, and uh, there's a picture of me on the grid where me and my dad have swapped hats, and I've got the Decra one on in this one, and then I have the de- the long German one name in in the other one. I'm gonna try it. It's Deutsche Vermögens. Vermogens Beretung. Yes, that's the one. Do you know what they do? I don't, other than make hats. <laughs> well, I can tell you that they it's its a company uh, that is based in Frankfurt, and it loosely translates as German Wealth Advisors. How nice. exciting. There you go. There's a plug for someone who doesn't pay us money. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Nick. <Carrie. laughs> no, no, I mean, um, but it was, it was a lot of fun, actually. So Imola 02... My dad and I went and sat on that hill at the what was the final chicane is now just part of the main straight. And uh, I've got to say, I always love. I mean, we're all the same, right? We all love going on the grid before the race. Like it's just a really fun kind of crazy experience. And um, I haven't been on since Abu Dhabi last year. And I remember Abu Dhabi. There was the the buzz and the thrill of like the championship fight because we were stood between the Verstappen and Hamilton grid spots. And that to me was one of the coolest grid experiences ever. But Imola was up there just because I was kind of looking back at the at the hill and thinking like it's kind of crazy that 20 years on kind of sat here on the grid and 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 being allowed to be on the grid like it wasn't like I'd like crept on um you know I actually had a pass to get on there so that was a pretty cool moment um and I, I don't know about you guys but I really liked Imola like I, I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun to be back it's going to be weird going from that to a big event like Miami um but I think I like I like Imola it's just like a little small place um and yeah the racetrack's just it's just pretty cool isn't it I think very cool. I mean, it's because it's in the town, and like, there's yeah, there's houses and restaurants and things within the confines of the circuit. Like the way the roads kind of, there's a a public road that goes underneath parts of the track and up the hill, and it's all very, yeah, like ingrained in the town. Mm. So uh, proper old school. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Big, big fan. It was it was a decent weekend. I mean, the weather could have been better, couldn't it? <laughs> let's let's be honest. If we... weather well, and that <clears throat> from our point of view made that interesting because two days. We, we had to kind of dig our car out of the uh, the car park, which was a bit of a nightmare. 
Um, in fact, I was just washing one, one pair of jeans. So that's, that will stick with me for a while. It's kind of, <laughs> well, I, I say I did. Lawrence Edmonds and my colleague actually drove the car out of the mud. I pushed it with uh, Lewis Larkham and, and an Italian who I named Mario Marianelli. Didn't know his real name, so I just called him that. He helped. Question for you, Nate. Um, yes. When you tried to drive it out, what what happened? <laughs> well, this was the second time. So we drove in on Saturday morning, got stuck in. I'd given Rebecca Clancy from The Times and Ben Hunt from The Sun a lift as well with Lawrence. Uh, we got stuck in. Those two guys went to the front of the car to push out. I put the gear stick, which is um, very important in a, in a manual car, uh, into what I thought was reverse, but actually first gear. So when, when they started pushing and I started to drive out, I was actually driving into them, basically. And luckily, the car was wedged <laughs> oh pretty God. well into the mud. Otherwise, those two guys might... I mean, I, I wasn't going that fast, but Lawrence Edmondson was like, you're going forward. And I was like, I'm not. Definitely not. And I was. I had <laughs> um, And you, you know how it is when you've clearly made a massive fuck up. I was like, no, I wasn't. No, no, no. No, the wheels... It was like, he was like, mate, the wheels were going forward. I said, no, no, no. No, I was definitely... And I looked down at the gear as... <laughs> You know you have to like push the gear up and then put it into reverse. Yeah. It was one of those and it just slips into first. So um glad I didn't kill anyone. That would have probably ruined the uh experience of being back. Um only probably. Probably. I mean it, you yeah. know, it's still it's still that cool of a place. I'm not sure if it would completely. <laughs> um depends which of them had had died, wouldn't it? Ben or Ben or Becca. I don't know. Yeah. If they're listening well, they probably won't listen, so it's fine. Um <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, no, Equally, it would have been equally sad, equally sad for legal reasons if either of them had died. Okay, <laughs> just just to clarify, um, I think you've covered yourself no, yeah. well enough, mate. Don't worry. I think so. I think so. That was a <laughs> no lawyer is going to be able to take me down for that. Beretta, did you nearly kill anyone this week? No. Good. No. Right. Did you? No, I nearly got killed. What? Um, oh. oh, I tell you, like uh, hashtag boot meddling came to pass. <gasps> so this, yeah, this this. I didn't see this happen. If I had, I I, I would have stepped in and hulked so, up. Picture the scene. Firstly, in a tale of woe, the Italian mobile networks were useless. So I my phone wouldn't work when we were at the track the first couple of days. So I bought a local SIM card to put in my little Wi-Fi thing so that I could connect to do uh, the pre-race show for uh, the Speed City guys on Sirius XM. So I go on the grid with my little mic and I'm connected to a Zoom call via my phone and just interview people. But even with a local SIM card into a, like a little router, there wasn't enough network strength because it was useless. So I, I think all fans had the same problem. I feel for probably feel more for them. I know we're trying to do a job, but you know they want to kind of show people where they're at and share things, and they couldn't do it until they're about sixty miles away from the circuit. Anyway, so I couldn't go on the track and, and be live. So I had to keep running to like a Wi-Fi spot next to Pirelli. I'd go and steal their Wi-Fi in the paddock and send things. So I was running onto the grid doing interviews recording them, running back, sending them. And and I'd come onto the grid and Kevin Magnuson was just stood at the front of his car, just looking at it on his own, like hands on his hips, like, you know, not got a lot to do. And I caught his eye and he was like, yeah, sure, I'll chat. So I'd asked him a couple of questions and I'd asked him the last one and he was giving a nice answer. Um, he was in a good chatty mood, actually, because normally you get like a question or two to these people and it's kind of like move on. They've got other things to do, other people to speak to. Engineers want to chat to them. They're trying to get in the zone. So you don't take up too much of their time, but I must've had three or four questions with Kevin and he was being really chatty and he was talking about basically how much he's loving being back. And, you know, it, it's, it was only the fourth round, but still fighting for points and things. And then I noticed at the corner of my eye, while I'm just listening to Kevin give this answer, I didn't need to ask anything else. Uh, a Sky Sports microphone and Ted Kravitz and Anthony Davidson have appeared and they're just wanting to go next to talk to Kevin, but to fill time because I had to wait for Kevin to finish his answer to me. 
I get an I mean just booted absolutely like tries to break my leg Ted Kravitz just no he just he tapped me give me a little kick just to say he was there but um I've seen it back now as well and he was saying like um yeah we're gonna talk to Kevin Magnuson after he's chatted to Chris Medlin like you know should I should I give him a little tap to let him know we're here or do you think he knows already and Anthony Davidson's like yeah go on so I think Ant actually eggs him on too much um so yeah I get a little a little tap from uh Kravitz and then Kravitz kind of says oh Martin Brundle will never do that on a grid walk um and it was all very funny actually but I didn't know this was all going on because I didn't know it was live or what had been seen and I didn't have internet so I get back to the media center uh to start the race and suddenly see on Twitter like a lot of mentions being like are you going to take that from Kravitz I hope you kicked him back and all this sort of thing um and he did come and apologize live on air on the grid still um so it was all very funny but then I'm even going to out myself here I get back and Nate and Lawrence Edmondson and Ben Hunt are gleeful calling me Chris Merchandise. Yep. Because Which is your new nickname. Yeah, because um my much better half Jess had been tagged in a tweet saying, you know, did you just see Ted kick Chris? And she quote tweeted it and said, Hey Ted, hands off the merchandise. So <laughs> yeah. um, Which look is a sweet is a sweet tweet to to tweet, but also I'm not like come on. Not missing I'm not leaving it alone. Not yeah, missing no. it. And when and when we said Jess when you came back and said Jess has tweeted about us was like Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> I had no idea because I had a message yeah. from her being like, "As if Ted just t- kicked you." Because I think some people were like, "That's quite rude," and it could be if it would actually put you off. But I was just, yeah, you know, listening to Kevin finish. If it had been when I was talking, probably would have been rude, but it was fine. And the fact they were making fun of it, but um, yeah, I think it made it into the Sun. I think Ben put it into his did, uh, yeah. his motorsport column. Um, of Ted throwing his weight around or something. So, yeah, which um, Ben lived through the Imola weekend to write. I'm glad to glad to report. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't buried in a in a muddy car park, which uh, would have been which would have been sad. Which would have been sad. I, I do. You know, I'm a big fan of Ben. But but I assume Beretto that you didn't. Uh, oh, I keep calling you Beretto, don't I? And who was it who said this? All public public school. school boy. Yeah, um, Lawrence. I, I assume. <laughs> I don't think you've ever <laughs> called me Lawrence. So this is already no. really uncomfortable. Let's get this back on. Let's get this back online, okay, guys? Yeah. Come on. Uh, on the straight and narrow. Um, <laughs> I assume you didn't have to deal with a muddy car park. I assume you got concrete to park on. Or did you walk in? You were so close. So I walked in. I was so close. Yeah, oh so I was um, I was about 500 metres, maybe, <clears throat> away from the... So Lawrence the is actually lying, because it was in Italy. I saw this, and he, he didn't want people to see. But you know when they used to carry Roman emperors into Rome <laughs> on those, like... On those like beds, you had four people carrying like one at each end. I saw Lawrence being carried in like that, and he was people would you know people with illnesses were trying to touch him to see if they would cure him. I had some people with throwing... palms like yeah, me. he was throwing yeah. grapes out to the to the tifosi, <laughs> and they were gleefully just eating them off the floor. Some of them it was disgusting. Red, red grapes, by the way, red grapes. <laughs> yeah, red grapes. He they, knew. They didn't, nice touch. They didn't, they didn't eat the green ones. They looked too much oh. like Patronas, and they were like, no, don't want to, don't want to have them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Lawrence this is being very modest when he says he walks in. I thought he I saw you, in. Nate, watching on. So evidently, you did I, see I, this all I mean, action, yeah. I, I tried to get a cure. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, touch his robes, everyone, touch his robes, but I couldn't get close enough. I was front left. Um, this was all just to uh, <laughs> to keep his shoes clean out of the mud. This is why. Yeah. Um, it's on his rider that if it, if it rains for more than thirty six minutes uh, in the lead up to a Grand Prix. <laughs> He must have transportation that keeps him off the ground. So uh, anyway, anyway, how how was it, mate? 
<laughs> You're making me sound terrible. And all I did was walk in. It was nice. Nice walking in because you can walk in with the fans who were super excited. It was really nice that you had so many fans lining that street um, just into the main entrance. I don't know how the drivers were getting in. in the <laughs> Ferrari's fans. No, they are Ferrari. They are Ferrari's fans, of course. Um, I'm amazed that... Um, uh, the drivers managed to get in without running anyone over because like when they when mm. fans see a driver they literally just swamp the car it's um it was quite terrifying guys quite terrifying. i love races like that as well because on the drive in you could see people who like climbed the fence to just watch what well, i assume at that point it was down the main street kind of just past the pit exit would just be a flash of a car going past you 61 65 times whatever it was so i'm always yeah i always find that pretty impressive when you see that, but yeah, you're right. It was absolute chaos, and Monza's like that as well, isn't it? Just just people everywhere. I just loved and it. The car I, comes in. I know we've had a few races now where um, people have been allowed to come back, but this was the first you know, like European race where there were just so many people everywhere. And you were talking about that hill where the fans were on there, that with the flares going off and the flags and stuff, it just felt like a proper atmosphere. Um, I loved mm. it. Sixty thousand, I think they were around that. In so it wasn't even the masses that we've seen at Silverstone and at Sandvoort, but it still felt pretty special. So, yeah, I love being back in Emma. It's funny, though, isn't it? Because when Leclerc had his spin, you could feel the energy go out of the place, I, I feel. It, you, I was looking out, and you could see some fans at that point kind of leaving. It's not criticism, because they are there to see Ferrari win, but it's interesting how you do feel that. Like, the, there was still an energy there. He was chasing Perez, chasing Perez. They spins out, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, well, probably. Because obviously they wouldn't see a Ferrari driver on the podium at that point. So I guess a lot of them thought, well, let's beat the traffic and get out. Um, but yeah, you could tell that with what, 10 laps left, it had, the, the kind of the atmosphere had gone a bit. Yeah, but that's that's what is so cool about Italy, isn't it? It's a proper partisan crowd. And we do get it in certain places too. And, you know, like Zandvoort, it's going to be crazy again. And obviously Silverstone has a big British backing. But there is something about it in Italy where you just feel like... Uh, there was a lot of non-Ferrari fans there too. I mean, our hotel was full of uh, Dutch Verstappen fans, but you just kind of feel like, yeah, if Ferrari don't have a good weekend, most people are going to leave a little bit mm -hmm. disappointed and not in like, probably not in their weekend. They'll, they'll probably have a great time, but it, they're there to see Ferrari do well. That is the the primary reason. So um, yeah, it was, it was cool. I'm, I'm with Nate. I don't think it was a classic really. I just, it kind of, it was there. Yeah. It was the same as last year in the sense that because the track was drying, it was kind of the worst way to have it. But you end up with one dry line and you can't have a take. And there was a few passes later in the race, wasn't there? And obviously with Leclerc like coming through as, as the track had dried a bit more and he was out of position. But for most of it, it just means the race has to kind of carry on as it is because there's no way past someone. You can't go off line onto the wet stuff and make a move. So that's no one's fault. That's just, well, it is. It's the weather's fault. Yeah. So I'm going to Italian do a feature weather. on how the weather is ruining Formula One and we need to kind of change the weather regulations so we have better yeah. weather. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, Laza. Yeah, that's your <laughs> next job before Miami. Sort the weather out. I'll have a word. Although, <clears throat> that said, I think Imola is a good spot to have a sprint race. If the idea of the sprint is to spice up the spectacle. I really liked the sprint this week. If you take the sprint out, I think that would have been a pretty rubbish weekend overall. But the sprint was kind of where the, the most entertaining bits happened so if, if you're just looking at that in isolation um i think there's still things they can work on with the sprint like parts of it like certain circuits maybe it can be shorter but they said didn't they that that length the sprint length in at imola was perfect for you know how the tires actually behaved and um yeah that to me if you take it it almost justifies that idea of we're putting this in and it makes the whole weekend better because it definitely did, did do that um 
So that was one one good thing. Obviously, that's not always going to be the case. Sometimes you're going to get a bad sprint race and a decent race or a good race or whatever. But in that instance, it, it worked out pretty well. So I'm glad they had that for that weekend. Mm. Cool. Thanks, Nate. Hey, you're, <laughs> you're welcome. Any any more? If anyone wants any more sprint chat, I might start a new pod. Just just not used to like genuine solid opinions being explained. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to do with them. I know. I think I think you just listen to them and just agree. Like and you absorb, did. just absorb them. Absorb, just absorb me, basically. Absorb <laughs> me. That's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> oh god, well, that sounded. That wasn't meant to be weird, but Lawrence and Meadows have immediately made it weird. So you've made it really <laughs> weird, Nate. I mean, absorb all the things that Nate has. Stop it, please. Stop it. Stop it. No. Okay. I mean knowledge. I don't mean anything else. What? No, I, I, never mind. This all. This is getting strange. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest we do a, a pod in person in Miami, but I'm not too sure now. Might yeah. no, we've might. definitely got to do that. Why? Because you don't want to absorb that. anything from Nate. I don't yeah, I don't want to be that close to him. <laughs> you might say it again. <laughs> probably, probably got to do not to absorb anything from anyone, oh, uh, especially Nate. <laughs> I would say. Right. Well, I, I let's move on to. Lawrence, you're the host here. You've got to. You've got to. You've I got know. Me I've, in, I've got to kind of try and control things here, but um, I think we should do an in person pod in Miami. I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can we do it in the marina? Oh, we won't be allowed, will we? We could do it. Maybe. Why can't we do it at the... um, Are you both going to watch Lewis Hamilton play golf at Tom Brady? Yes. Yes. So why don't we do it there? Because we'll be watching Lewis Hamilton play golf with Tom Brady. Well, well, not for the whole time, no? Apparently, we can can have a go (laughs) at what they do. We We can play a bit, a little bit of golf. After they're done, like oh at the same God. challenge, we that they're doing. About, can we do it before we play golf? So you guys aren't just talking about golf. <laughs> I cannot explain to you how little I want to be part of that pod if it's just talking golf. If we're talking Brady, I'm in. There we go. If yeah. It's golf. No, I'm we'll out. talk. We'll talk Brady. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, but is it is it going to be talking Brady playing golf? Because that could be a loophole. <laughs> Hang That's on, a loophole I can foresee here. For a, I'm like Ross Braun looking at loopholes. Like, you, no, there's a loophole. Crack that one down. You've got a lot of demands today, haven't you? You've become very I, demanding. One demand. <laughs> one demand is no golf. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Don't care what type of golf. I'll play that golf with the with the uh, the thing that we've played before. Mini golf. Top golf. Oh, top, top golf. golf. Top golf. I'll do that <laughs> golf. That golf's fun. Any other golf? It's too much golf, in my opinion. Next week, Nate plays golf. <laughs> Next week, Nate gets a hole in one and love and falls in love with golf. That would be pretty cool. I think that's never going to happen. I think we can safe to say it's never going to happen. Oh my god! <gasps> well, you I hate golf. golf. Was meant to be so. so well, I do now, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I even more to now that the. Oh wow! Okay, good. I'm glad. Glad to have so much support, mate. You should be like, okay, hey, all right. I'm going to bring you. All right now, I feel bad. Now I feel bad. No, no, so I'm going to that was it. To something else. I, I was on the cusp actually of changing my mind, and then you said that, and now I'm back. Oh, <laughs> I'm anti golf, even top golf, even top golf. All right, okay. Like, maybe... We'll take this. We'll take this offline. All right. We'll, uh, you know, we'll... <laughs> okay, good. Good. We'll have a discussion so I've lost later. All... <laughs> I've lost all train of thought now, other than stuff about golf. Because um, the next thing I want to move on to is that um, one of our dear friends on this mm-hmm. podcast um, got an exciting invitation this week. To join something called Cameo. Wait Two of them got it. Wait a minute. Hang on. Well, Two of you, you got the same invite, Lawrence. <laughs> so you can't just shift this onto Meadows. Well, I wasn't going to talk about me. I was just going to talk about Meadows. Nate. So, Sorry. But... Me- but yes, I did also get um, an invite to join Cameo. Um, wow. Nate, do you, do you know what Cameo is? I do. 
I do. I've um, we got Barry Chuckle to um, make a video for the guy that won our fantasy league in NFL. Anyone who doesn't know Barry Chuckle is shame on you. Go Google <laughs> Chuckle Brothers. The Chuckle okay. Brothers. Chuckle Vision. Yeah, and Chuckle Vision. Probably Chuckle everyone Chuckle. in America right now. Going, yeah. Well, what? I mean, what a what a what an insight into you know British people that grew up in the nineties. You'll watch that show and you'll be like, it all makes complete sense now. And then you'll never have to wonder why we're like the way we are ever again. Chuckle Vision, great show. Uh, maybe if it's still going, we could be a guest on it. Maybe BBC, if you're listening. If you're not, it's fine. Um, I know it's no. not. I think one of them's one of them's dead. I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe maybe Medus could be the other Chuckle brother now. Um, Chris Chuckle. I'm gonna grab control <laughs> back in this conversation. I think you really, you really. I'm the worst, <laughs> aren't I, for this? I really, I really suck. I have two. I have two things I want to bring up later, Lawrence. But you, you, you talk for a bit, and then I'll, I'll compose myself. <laughs> you, we could bring, maybe bring that up after we finish recording, mate. So, yes, that, yeah, okay. that's okay. Cool. So, cameo. It's a place where um, you can get celebrities or people of note, and they can record a video if you pay them to. Um, so, there's a few people within Formula One, Zach Brown, Will Buxton, um, already on the service, and they have asked our very own Chris Medlin and myself. Yes, I'm not going to pretend not. Um, if we would like to do it. So Nate thought it would be a great idea um, just to give Medus some practice, really, um, to, so he could prepare for when he joins the service. Um, we haven't had to pay Medus. I think that's clear, right? So but this is just a trial. Um, so Nate has prepared um, an ask. Nate, are you reckon you can just do the ask without yeah. going on to a tangent? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I have, I have one here that I wrote. Um, but I mean, I could see this being a real request as well. So <clears throat> uh, we've had one cameo. There's two cameo requests. So Medus can pick which one he wants to do. Okay. One one cameo request from a young man named Nicky in Russia. Uh, he lost his job earlier this year and he str struggled to find another one since. Uh, can Medus send him a cameo just telling him to keep his chin up? And then do you want the other one? Or do you want to do that one first? Uh, let's hear the other one. <laughs> The other one is from uh, a man called Michael from Australia. He's been feeling down recently that no one respects him and everyone keeps blaming him for something bad that happened at work. Um, and he just wants a, he wants a similar message, a chin-up message for a Michael in Australia. Uh, I, feel, I feel for Michael. I mean, I'm not sure I can actually send a message to Nikki. I'm not sure if it's allowed to get there. Um, True. So... Um... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I can send that. There's my sidestep from that one. But Michael, I feel bad for. If people are blaming things on on him, that's just so not right. That is that is so not right. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, Medus, you just got an email from Cameo saying I just sent you an email, <laughs> 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 which is a big. We want you. We want uh, you. That's some great Michael Massey chat there. Also, I just want to add that was just something we wrote before the pod. I do respect Michael Massey, and I feel like. You know, I hope he's okay. I hope he's doing good. But we're just having fun with Chris <laughs> and Cameo. Nate and his legal disclaimers this week. I know. It's just, you know, it's just to keep me good, you know, keep me keep me out of jail. You just Lawrence want a cameo. You need a, you need an invite, don't you? We need to we should do a pad hoc cameo account. That's what we should do. That would be great. Yeah. And it would be really Nate, good. So we don't have to do any work and we get your money. <laughs> no, I'm not splitting my money. Actually, but what if you guys get more requests than me? Okay, yeah, let's split our money. <laughs> ah, you say this, genuinely, you say this, like one final nugget <clears throat> of um, behind-the-scenes information for the listeners. But Barreto today is drinking from his pad hoc mug for the first time while recording an episode, which I think is 
shameful, to be honest. It, how long have you had that mug oh, and not no. been recording? It's because oh. I use it so often, it's always in the dishwasher. So That's the same as me. I'm going to have my morning coffee with my pad hog mug. Because yeah. then... it sets you, us up for the day in the right way. You know, whereas, if you insist. Whereas Medland, this where is, is where is one. your mug at the moment? It's in the dishwasher, isn't M- it? Mine's in the dishwasher because that's yeah. part of the story. Because over, the, well, I say it's in the dishwasher. Actually, it's not. I'm pretty sure it's clean because it's a few days ago now it was used. But oh. uh, over the weekend, um, Jess, my better half, was she was covering the race from home and she put on her Instagram that she was drinking out the pad hoc mug and kind of basically plugged the show. I got loads and, of followers off that. Yeah, I was going to say and tagged us in it, right? Tagged all three of um, myself, Lawrence Bretto, and Nate Saunders in the post. And I am trying to now find the sticker taps. So how much engagement there was to each account off that post. So how many people clicked on our names? Um, there were 124 sticker taps in total, of which 72, so more than half, were for at Nate Saunders F1. Wow. Well done, Nate. Well done. Thank you, mate. Thanks. 34 of them were for at Lauro Barreto. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. And I got a massive 18. But most of those probably already probably followed you. Yeah, they knew you already. That, that is my excuse. But Jess was like, not to make it a popularity contest, but everyone loves Nate more. So, <laughs> well, that's very nice of people, but I think they're just like, is this guy, re- is this guy for real? <laughs> I don't want to, yeah, I'm going to downplay that. Um, also, you call Jess your better half. What does Jess call you when she's just in public? She's like, here's my, here's Chris, he's my much worse half. No, she just denies all knowledge, or <laughs> she like... just says she's single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like, don't, yeah, she's like, I just live alone, yeah. I live alone with the dog. Yeah, don't know who this guy is. People yeah, are weird. There's a weird. There's a weird guy in my house doing a pod again. Yeah. Um, Actually, Lawrence, do you know who I saw the other day? Who? <gasps> that owl <laughs> still <laughs> <laughs> I thought yes. you weren't going to get it, Nate. I was really delighted with that. And then, <laughs> then gonna... Yes. Amazing. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm upgrading your score by one to seven. Yes. Come on. That's the first time that's happened in the show. A joke has got better over the course of the episode. <laughs> what oh, a day. Oh. God, I'm good. I don't know. Should, I mean, should we call it that? I'm not sure it's going to get any better, to be honest. I don't think it's going to get any better than that. Uh, well, chaps, thanks very much for your time, as ever. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing your actual faces in real life next week in Miami. Because, Nate, you are coming Again? to this one. Yep, 100%. Which is good. And, Meadows, you are, of course, as the American correspondent for Formula One, coming to the Miami Grand Prix. Is that correct? I mean, wait a sec. I'm having one of. He's one of. He has one There's another one on. Mate this. works for ESPN. There's literally one. I don't know if you've heard. Literally one on this. Oh, Lawrence. What a what a <laughs> sh- what a what a way to kick me when I'm at my highest point. Oh, oh, I but, meant it. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant it. You know what you just did? You you basically just hit me with a big golf stick, whatever they call those. <laughs> the big golf stick, right in the face. I know they're called clubs. Some someone tweets me. Um, Stop covering your back, Nate. It's just not, this doesn't suit you. I know, I don't know why I keep doing it. But anyway, I'll stop doing that next week. I'm just going to say things. 
No, but I mean, that's often good. You can start working hard on your next joke, Nate. See if you can beat a score of seven. Yeah, I think Miami one needs to be pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, on on the flight over to Miami, you need to come up with an original Nate joke because you said it's the long-haul flights where that happens. Oh, yeah. And also design your racetrack. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll do that. Um, Questions. Elevations are okay. You can have different undulations. Yeah, sure. Undulation, I'm very pro-undulation. Pro, you're a pro undulation man, are you? I didn't know that. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to follow the Miami kind of flat approach. We'll see okay. if it works, but you don't have to follow that. You're allowed. You're allowed a wow. little bit. You okay. can even have so like, like, like loop, loop the loops. Oh yeah. yeah. No. Okay, you two both thinking that now. I can't do it because <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking loop the loop. Uh, okay. I don't know if you know. Everyone always says this, don't they? Like, if you drove an F1 car upside down in a wind tunnel, it would stick to the roof. Only if it's fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. The Mercedes wouldn't. Am I right? Anyone? I wonder if the oh, current ones would, would bounce their way off. Yeah, they might. They porpoise their way off. That would be that'd be interesting. Hmm. Can you porpoise upside down? Well, I feel yeah, like we need to test this. Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be the guy in the car that tests it, <laughs> but somebody somebody should. This is an ambitious challenge for us to drive a Formula One car upside down, a current one upside driving down. Driving one, driving one the right way up would be pretty impressive for the, for anyone on this pod. So I think us saying we're going to do it upside down is probably a step too far. A poor poise too far. Well, Medellin might be driving a Formula 1 car if he wins the car in Alpine Championship. Oh, yeah. So now, mate, Nate, all we need to do is build you a... Um, uh, we need to build your racetrack with a loop-de-loop, and we can actually test this out. Wow. <laughs> and what would you do in it? So Medis drives <laughs> it. I design it. What's Lawrence doing it? <laughs> Uh, he just sat regally in his throne. Yeah, I will. Like Jabba the Hutt before the before the pod race. I'll commentate. Like, oh, I'll oh, commentate oh. on it. There we go. I'll commentate okay. on and, it. And, and and sit there like Jabba the Hutt. That's Not it. as big as Jabba the Hutt, obviously, <laughs> but as important. Same aura as Jabba the Hutt. Come on, Jabba the Hutt ran a whole planet. Yeah, that's true. You can't. I'm not. That's not. You know. Yeah. It looks on everything, Lawrence. All right. You don't have to judge a judge a Jabba by its cover. Okay. <laughs> oh End the pod, man. I keep. <laughs> You gotta save save the pod from me. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. <laughs> right, I'm calling oh, it okay, man. I'll call it, I'll call it, I'll call it. Alright, thank you everyone for listening. Please remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on our social channels at the Padhock on Twitter. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Medis's work on Mace.com and my work on F1.com. And we'll do this again very, very soon. Too soon. Network.